0: Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.
1: Are you a podcaster or would-be podcaster? Want to know how to shortcut the publishing process and reduce the gazillion steps you have to do before you can actually publish your episode? I'm talking about tagging, then uploading to your hosting provider, then writing your show notes, all using several different software. What if there was a way to do everything in one place? Well, there is. Introducing prestopod. PrestoPod is a content management system that helps me plan, organize, and publish every episode in minutes. Here's how I use PrestoPod. After Ophonic spits out the MP3 file of my interviews, I log into my PrestoPod account, select my MP3 file, and hit publish. PrestoPod adds ID3 tags and pushes everything to Libsyn and WordPress in minutes. That's it easy as one, two, three. Discover how easy it is to publish your podcast by going to wwwmariegracebergcom prestopod. Again, that's wwwmariegracebergcom prestopod. Women of the world, Marty Graceberg here, and welcome to the today's leading women show, where real stories, real inspiration, and real takeaways are shared by women for women. Today's featured guest is Arena Isaacson. Arena is a professor at UC Berkeley Haas School of Business, a consultant, and executive coach specializing in presence, presentation, and storytelling. For the past 25 years, she has consulted internationally with senior and emerging leaders across the globe. Arena is an internationally recognized director, improvisational actress, theatrical clown, master puppeteer, visual artist, and storyteller in the new vaudeville and avant-garde theater movements of both the United States and Europe. She founded and was the longtime director of the San Francisco School of Improvisation and Clown Theater. She's a painter, a vision board college artist, sculptor, and creativity coach. She consults with and coaches individuals and and organizations to develop their most natural and renewable resource, the human spirit. To learn more, I'd love for you to visit www.arenainc.com. Or www.arenaart.com. That's A-R-I-N-A, inc.com and arenaart.com. Arena, welcome to the show. Good
0: morning.
1: Hi. Hey. Hello. I'm delighted to have you on the show and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Arena, I'd love for our listeners to take you to your journey as an entrepreneur, touching upon the defining moments, the challenges, the successes, and of course, what's next in your business. So let's start with you sharing us your unique story from where you were to where you are today in your business, because I'd love for our listeners to see how, what was your journey look like, paint the picture for them so that they can see the journey you took when you got started to where you are today
0: beautiful question thank you uh well you know the best journeys aren't always in straight lines Mm -hmm. and believe it or not my journey started when i was very young 10 years old Mm -hmm. my parents i grew up in colorado and my parents took me up to central city to the old opera house to see my first theater production which was the miracle worker which is the story of helen keller who was born deaf and blind and how she learned language and how she learned to really communicate and it was Anne Bancroft playing the teacher and Patty Duke playing Aunt, um, Helen Keller and I was sitting in the opera house one of those tall thin narrow opera houses with balconies that go all the way up to the ceiling and that beautiful chandelier that comes all the way down and I'm sitting in my plush burgundy velvet seat and I'm looking down at the stage and my child's heart is just beating so fast because on the stage I see the teacher putting water on Helen Keller and spelling out in her hand W-A-T-E-R water Helen it's cold it's wet Mm. and I begin to see how this young girl begins to have a light go on that if you gesture Mm -hmm. it means something Mm. and that was so thrilling to me and so uh, fast forward eight years and I received my master's degree from New York University as a teacher for the deaf Mm. because I was so inspired by nonverbal language Mm -hmm. and I, I was just impassioned with the idea that without words you can actually communicate. Mm. So I was working in a small, in a, in a uh, child development center in Brownsville, that's for Stuyvesant, mm-hmm. with young deaf and autistic children, and one of my best friends, who actually you've interviewed, Judith Sarchielli, uh, said to me, well you should take a mime class because it's the language of gesture. Mm-hmm. And so I did. Mm-hmm. and i fell madly in love with it Mm. and i decided that's what i wanted to do with my life i called my mother i said guess what i'm going to become a clown and of course it was dead silence on the (laughs) other end of
1: the phone i can imagine
0: right she says what you Mm. just got your master's degree as an educator the teacher you're going to become a what? well you know Marie Claire, I couldn't explain it to her, but something had grabbed a hold of my heart, Mm -hmm. and I had to follow it. So I quit my job at 28 and became an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. sold everything, packed my Chevy, and drove out to San Francisco to study theater.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, At the time, the uh, Bay Area was a mecca for the resurgence of the... uh, European art forms of Comedia dell'arte, circus, mm-hmm. clown,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Uh, dance, trapeze, and I became immersed in it and I started a 25-year career in the theater mm-hmm. uh, in which I became a, uh, I started my own school called mm-hmm. the Circus All the Mode, where I continued to work with kids with, with uh, different abilities, but only I started to work through the creative mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I created a clown Um, character uh, methodology to help people create clown characters based on their own idiosyncrasies, all the hidden parts that we hide from each other that are actually the most endearing parts when we let them out. Mm -hmm. Uh, I started the first hospital clown program at Children's Hospital in Oakland working bed to bed with dying children Mm -hmm. and I started performing uh, puppetry and storytelling and clown all over America and all over Europe.
2: Mm, what? So,
0: mm-hmm. so it was a very rich, vibrant, wonderful, wonderful time in my life. Mm-hmm. And I got to my late forties and I thought, you know, there's no financial reward for the for clowns at the end of the rainbow here. What am I going to do? Mm. I also was so um, in by the clown work because Mm -hmm. I started to draw people from Silicon Valley business people Mm -hmm. were coming to my studio to study clown for eight-week series Mm -hmm. I got computer programmers I got executives I got uh, community um, uh, I got um, lawyers Mm -hmm. uh, emergency room doctors and and what were all these people looking for really Mm. they were looking to find again their joie de vivre, their life force, Mm. the thing that made them come into the most passionate parts of of who they were as human Mm -hmm. beings. Mm -hmm. So at 49, I was very, very lucky, and I joined with several mature theater artists from France, South Africa, and we created a communication-based training based on the actor's training Mm. for the the for the business world Mm -hmm. and that was the beginning of the last 23 years of where I focused my work on how to teach people in the professional world Mm -hmm. how to motivate inspire influence and connect with the thoughts and feelings of people through activating their presence Mm -hmm. and learning to tell their leadership stories and Mm -hmm. so that I've been working as a professor I work within corporations and I have a very vibrant coaching practice
2: Mm -hmm. which
0: at this point in my life I'm very much focusing on women Mm -hmm. because I think we are incredible and we are incredible leaders and the world needs us Mm -hmm. and so I want to get the young women ready to lead and I want to help the senior women transition into careers where they can also mentor and help. Mm. the young women of the world so mm. that's that's my story mm.
1: what a beautiful story that you have and the good thing with you is that uh, you knew early on that you wanted to be an artist and um, you are one of the lucky ones who knew right from the get-go that you want to be an artist you want to tap into that and look at how The journey took you. Now you are focusing on coaching uh, women uh, in the uh, by um, through communication, through leadership, uh, through leadership. I mean, I can see how you know how you how you transition from different uh, in these different areas until you get to a point that okay, I want to focus on serving women. What a beautiful story! But for those. Our listeners, especially who are uh, artists, I know there are artists listening to this show. I'd love for you to share with them what are some of the five uh, top five lies or myths or misconceptions that people have about transitioning into this kind of business, especially in the artist world. There's a lot of talented artists, but they can't seem to get their get their I mean, to monetize their talent or their gifts. So what are some of those misconceptions that they might have that you have heard of that we can help them best so that they can get past these limiting beliefs or these belief patterns that uh, prevent them from uh, really putting themselves out there so they can serve more people? Well,
0: I think that one of the limiting beliefs is that um, I think... I, let me say how I want to say this. Um, when you move into a different clientele mm-hmm. as an artist, mm-hmm. when you transfer your skills from the art world mm-hmm. or um, uh, the world of theater, which is where I came from and um, and you try to reach into the mainstream further mm-hmm. with your work. Mm-hmm. you have to, take a look at what your skill set is
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you have to find a way to talk about it in the language mm-hmm. of the communities which you are working. In other words, I get a lot of calls from calls from artists saying, "I really want to break into the corporate world." And I say, "Send me what you're working with." And they send me what they're doing, but it's in a language it's the language of the arts rather than the language of the business world. Mm. for exa- for example, when I talk about leadership presence, which is a skill set that allows us to motivate, inspire, influence, connect with the thoughts and the feelings of others, mm-hmm. uh, it's a way. Teach people how to hold space. Mm-hmm. Presence is about how do you own a room. Mm-hmm. Well, as a theater artist, I know how to do that. Mm-hmm. But I have to talk about it in language that means something to the leader, mm-hmm. the executive leader, mm-hmm. because they know that every time they go into a presentation, basically they're stepping on the stage of their own life. Mm-hmm. And they and the skill set they need is the skill set that comes from the theater it's about mm. it's about listening it's about physical expressiveness it's about voice it's about focus and concentration it's about breathing mm-hmm. it's about relaxation all of the skills that the actor knows but if I presented it in a way that didn't in language that didn't mean anything to them. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't get it. So, mm-hmm. if, for artists out there that are trying to make that jump over into the business world with their amazing gifts and talents, mm-hmm. you have to find what is it that you do, and what is it that is needed in the business world with your skills and gifts, and then find a way to and a language to talk about it. It comes out of their world of business, not out of your world of art.
1: Mm, brilliant. Great tips there. And I agree with you. I mean, it's, it doesn't, you know, even if you're not an artist, even if you are in the other, other industry, other niches or in the coaching space, for example, it's really important that you know the language that your target market uses so that you can connect with them better. You can serve them better. You can, yeah, I mean, for example, using their own words literally will help you connect to them a whole lot better. So that's...
0: Absolutely. Now, Marie Claire, mm-hmm. I do use my visual art. I'm a painter and a sculptor. Mm-hmm. And I do, with my coaching clients, very much incorporate the visual arts
2: mm-hmm.
0: into my work. Mm-hmm. So if, when someone starts to work with me, uh, the first thing I have them do is what's called a river of life. And I have them make a, a poster mm-hmm. of their life experiences, their personal life journey, and their... Professional life journey, mm-hmm. and I have them do it through collage, much like people do with vision boards. Mm-hmm. But I, I there's a reason I'm doing it. There always has to be a methodology reason that you're doing something with people in the business world. They want to know, well, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. You can't just be doing it for the sake of art. Mm-hmm. And the the river of life is. Once they do that, and they bring it to my first session with them, it's a way of them talking about who they are,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then it's from there that I help them pull out their leadership journey stories from their life experience. So, mm. so so the so there's a purpose for doing it, it's to help them look at what are my messages, what are the things I want to teach people as a leader? Mm-hmm. What are the topics that I need to cover and where in my life experience did I learn something about those things? And then those are the stories that I help them craft Mm. to be able to tell. Can I give you an example?
1: Absolutely.
0: So um, I work in Asia and um, last year when I was in China, I was working with a group of uh, executive leaders of multinational companies and one of my who was the senior executive of HR of a multinational company, Lucy, she said, I don't have any leadership stories. I don't tell stories. I haven't had a very interesting life. And so I worked with her a little bit, and I said, you know, some of the stories from our life that are teaching stories, because Mm -hmm. leaders tell teaching stories, are ordinary. Mm -hmm. Actually, the ordinary is extraordinary. So here's the story she told. She said, I learned to cook when I was eight years old from my mother. Mm -hmm. And being Chinese, of course, the first thing I learned to cook was rice. She said, the first day we went into the kitchen and got out the pots and the pans and the white rice. And she said, the first day I didn't put enough water in. Of course, the rice burned. Second day, rice burned. Third day, put in too much water and the rice was... Mm-hmm. Soggy,
2: mm-hmm.
0: And this went on for about a week. She said, but what was most important mm-hmm. was every day after we cooked the rice, my mother would sit down with me and no matter how it came out, burnt or soggy, mm. my mother and I would eat the rice together. Uh, and she said, and so I learned that when you're working towards a goal, mm-hmm. you have to make mistakes along the way. Mm. And so as a leader, I let my people make mistakes because I understand that that's the way we learn. And if we learn from our mistakes, it just makes us better leaders and better workers. Mm -hmm. Isn't that a beautiful story?
1: Beautiful story. And that is really interesting because I am... I truly believe that stories really help you connect with people, and I was really taking notes with what you said because that is one way to really. I mean, I know for me myself, I I struggle on how to craft my my own story. So, as an artist, you know, that you, uh, for example, you are helping these entrepreneurs craft their story um learning from their own experiences and uh, finding which story to tell what was what's the best way for them for our listeners that they can do today? for example I know all of us have stories but what can they do to be able to get these stories alive again and be able to share it in a way that not only teaches others but also inspire them
0: well you know there are three different kinds of stories that, mm-hmm that entrepreneurs and leaders tell Mm -hmm. number one they tell what's called the who am I story Mm -hmm. and this is really your leadership journey stories
2: Mm
0: -hmm. who am I what makes me tick what do I value how do I make decisions Mm -hmm. what are the things that have happened in my life the good the bad the ugly the challenges the triumphs the losses the failures what have what have I learned from those experiences Mm-hmm. And those are the the, the leadership journey stories.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Then there's the who are we stories, and mm-hmm. these are the our 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 organization stories. Mm-hmm. So as an entrepreneur, if I have a consulting business and a, a consulting company, mm-hmm. the who are we story is who are we as a company? Mm-hmm. What do we stand for? What are the stories that basically there are branding stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then the third kind of stories that we tell and that I work with my my um, my leaders uh, with are where are we going stories, and these are the vision stories. Mm-hmm. Where do we want to be in a year, five years, ten years, and what what are the stories? These are stories of inspiration. These are all stories of inspiration mm-hmm. and motivation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and. These are the three kinds of stories that people need to think about as an entrepreneur that they will want to tell. They will want to tell who am I as a leader and what makes me tick and what makes me unique and what what is my voice, Mm -hmm. who are we as a company or an organization, and where are we going, what's the path forward, what does it look like, what are our hopes and our dreams, Mm. kinds of stories. Yeah.
1: What a be- What a brilliant um, strategy or, or tips that you just shared with that. Thank you. I'm sure a lot of listeners will get a lot of value for that. So I'll make sure to have this on the show notes because now we know what kind of stories that we can craft to be able to connect and really hone our message to attract the right clients that we serve. So great. Thank you for sharing those.
0: Yeah, and let me say that when you are crafting your story, you want to pay attention to three things: mm-hmm. the story content, which comes out of your life experience; mm-hmm. how do you structure an effective story with a clear beginning, middle, and and a learning at the end, mm-hmm. and a, and a and a what we call a vertical takeoff in the beginning. In other words, how do you paint the picture that draws the audience's attention? books them in Mm -hmm. and then finally of course the story delivery. How do you work with your voice? How do you work with your pausing and phrasing? Mm -hmm. How do you work with your body, your gesture, your posture? How do you work with your energy, your breath? So it's story content, story structure delivery
1: Mm, golden nuggets there thank you for sharing those all right so they got all of this tips now um, with your story and with all all with how to to craft a good story now let's uh, walk them through the steps that you took so for example an artist is listening right now he or she is not sure how to take his uh, gift or his talent uh to be become his business or to be an entrepreneur so that he can reach more people walk us through some of the steps that you took when you transitioned to becoming an entrepreneur so that an artist who is listening can he or she see for him or herself how he or she can do this one as well
0: All right, thanks that's a great question how do you get started I would say the most important thing is to follow your heart Mm -hmm. and to do what you love. In other words, figure out what are the things that make give you the most energy. What are the things that you feel most alive doing? Mm-hmm. And do those things. I find that as an entrepreneur, sometimes people try to do too much.
2: Mm-hmm. They
0: want to do everything. You know, a coach will put it out. Um, you know, I'm a business coach. Mm-hmm. I do everything, and I, I did that when I at one point in my Uh, early career. I just did whatever they wanted. Team building, Mm -hmm. uh, problem solving, Mm
2: -hmm. uh,
0: uh, strategic planning, whatever they wanted. Um, And what I found was that there were some things I loved doing and some things I didn't love doing. And the more I could define what it is that I really loved doing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and do those things, the more I could Connect with my target audience and create my niche mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. So, ah. so so figure out what you really love doing because you're going to be doing it for a long time mm-hmm. and and do that and get all that other noise out of the way the more you can really identify the one or two or three things that you love doing and put those out the more I found then the work started to come to me because if I was very clear what I wanted to do and what I could do and what my gifts and talents were and what I love to do Mm -hmm. and therefore those people are the ones that started to come to me.
1: Mm, That is so, so important uh, to you, our listeners, if you're just starting out. Really important to define or identify what is it that you really love doing because you are right arena there i mean this is a long this is for the long haul and if you are not passionate about what you're doing you're not gonna stand um any chance of continuing or you're gonna quit at if you meet a, like a hurdle or a struggle or a challenge it's really important and exact, ex- mm-hmm. exactly yes all right so, so there's a more things that
0: I'd like to say about this first of all don't first of all network in places that will give you the most exposure to your target audience
2: mm-hmm.
0: for years I would go to networking events and I would get exhausted because I really wasn't hanging out with my target audience mm-hmm. now I do a number of freebies during the year to organizations and places where I know that I'm gonna connect with my target audience. Mm. So that would be another thing. Let me just say one more thing. Um, I learned to value my time and my expertise and experience. And I made two benchmarks in terms of the kind of work that I would um, accept. One benchmark was, I insisted to be paid what I needed and deserved. And I think for artists, this is a tough one. Mm. Because we give so much away, Mm -hmm. and uh, I think that one has to really get to the place where you can know your value Mm -hmm. and ask for what you need. Mm -hmm. And second of all, over time I only contracted with, uh, took contracts that enriched my life and fed my essence, and that didn't require that I compromise my self-care.
1: Hmm. Hmm. very important very important love it all right so those steps so first follow your heart do what you love and uh, the second one is to network in places where you get the most exposure from your target audience that is so true that is so critical you have to identify who your target audience are and go to where they hang out. You where you get to get the most exposure for it. So that way, you know, you don't just go to network events that you know, oh, your target audience are not there, so why would you go there? Brilliant. And then exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I echo what you said about uh, learning to value your time, your and your expertise, and to charge for what we are worth. Worth. I mean, coaches, um, artists. I know I struggled with this myself too in the beginning. But pricing is is really about providing, you know, valuing you, what you are putting out there, and knowing that when you charge people, you know that you are going to be able to reach even more people. Because it will give you the infrastructure to reach even more people, and people love it to reciprocate. That's the law of reciprocity. They love to reciprocate what, you, what value you're giving to them. So, th- when I shifted that mind shift of saying, "Okay, I am I charging too much or am I asking too much?" I feel like, well, if I am not, they won't be. Able, they won't value what I'm giving them. Uh, for, for I myself, mm-hmm, I like to invest uh, myself too because I feel like, oh, I put my time and energy and resources to this. So I value that one. Brilliant trips there okay so now we've given them the tips we've got you know that the steps the blueprint actually for them especially for artists who are listening that you can follow i will have this on the show notes as well but now let's talk about for people who want to go further with you for example what would be the best way that they can learn more about uh, you and working with you so if you have a program for example what's the name of the program who is it for what do they get with it, and of course, what results they'll expect, and where they can learn more about it.
0: Great. Thanks so much. Well, the name of my pro coaching program is called Your Story Matters. Mm -hmm. Tell it. Mm -hmm. And um, the biggest benefit is you're going to learn how to own the room with your presence, your energy, your attention, and your story. (coughs) Excuse me. You will learn how to expand and contract in the face of any fears you have about speaking in public, and <clears throat> you'll learn how to tell your own leadership stories.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, and and you'll really come up to understand that even though it's your story, you're willing that you're telling it isn't about you. It's really about landing your story on your audience. So that it becomes meaningful to them, and mm-hmm. they're remembering their own story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I worked with both seasoned and emerging women leaders, mm-hmm. um, and there's a what people will get is a great sense of confidence and connecting with others.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: A big dose of self-reflection and self-awareness. They'll craft and tell, learn to tell one to five of their own leadership stories. Mm-hmm. And very specific practice and coaching on delivery of their stories and their presentations. I work with my my contracts are in, in uh, a series of uh, nine nine hours mm-hmm. over a three over a three month per uh, period. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I this this is really for people in the Bay Area because mm-hmm. I I really because of the nature of this work I really work one-on-one in person
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: and I work either in Berkeley or in Fairfax in my studio mm-hmm. now if someone is from out of state and would want to do this work mm-hmm. I do one day professional training so I have people flying in from all over the country
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, they book a B&B in a little village near where I am mm-hmm. and they spend a whole day with me mm-hmm. and they work uh, again, uh, with their river of life is a pre-work exercise and then I work with them in pulling out the stories and crafting and developing the telling of the story. So they can either work uh, nine hours over three months or they can you can come and spend a whole day with me in the studio.
1: Mm-hmm. Those
0: mm-hmm. are the two options.
1: Okay. So for women leaders in uh, the Bay Area that want to uh, take advantage of this coaching service the arena has your story matter where so you have the the options because these are these are one-on-one in-person coaching you have an option to do this uh, on an ongoing basis or a one-day training wherein you fly into her her area and then you do this one day training with her so if you are out of town or living outside of the country for example you can go uh, to her area fly to her area and do this one day training so For those who want to take you up on this, where can they uh, learn more about uh, this uh, coaching that you have?
0: Well, if they go to my website, www.arenainc.com, they'll get all the information. And people feel free to email me directly at at Mm arenainc.com. And I will
1: start the dialogue with you about what's possible. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's www.arenainc.com or you can email her directly at arena at I'll make sure to have this on the show notes. I highly encourage you, our listeners, especially if you are... Women leaders that have um, in the business world, or entrepreneurs who really want to hone your story, and you feel that coaching with Arena is right next step for you, I highly encourage you to take her up on her coaching services by going to www.arenainc at arenainc oh arena at arenainc sorry that's arena at yeah. arenainc or or uh, just email her at arena at arenainc.com.
0: and arena is spelled a-r-i-n-a
1: yes a-r-i-n-a uh inc.com all right so i'll have those on the show notes as well so if you weren't able to jot those down i will have them on the show notes as well arena any parting words for our listeners before we sign out
0: well, I, I, I'm thinking of, um, of a sign that I see in one of my uh, 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 a healer's office as mm-hmm. I, I've been doing some uh, neural feedback, mm-hmm. and I look at the sign, and the sign says, "Success does not create happiness. Happiness creates success.
2: Mm. Do what
0: you love." Mm.
2: And
0: That's my parting words to you. Do what you love, and you'll both be.
1: Successful and happy. Mm, love that. That's a tweetable. Thank you. It will be our reflection for today. Arena, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for your time. Thank you for being a role model to all of us. And of course, for bringing that positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. And me,
0: you and everybody who's listening. Thanks so much.
1: Bye. Are you a podcaster or would-be podcaster? Want to know how to shortcut the publishing process and reduce the gazillion steps you have to do before you can actually publish your episode. I'm talking about tagging, then uploading to your hosting provider, then writing your show notes, all using several different software. What if there was a way to do everything in one place? Well, there is. Introducing Prestopod. Prestopod is a content management system that helps me plan, organize, and publish every episode in minutes. Here's how I use Prestopod. After Ophonic spits out the mp3 file of my interviews, I log into my Prestopod account, select my mp3 file, and hit Publish. PrestoPod adds ID3 tags and pushes everything to Libsyn and WordPress in minutes. That's it. Easy as one, two, three. Discover how easy it is to publish your podcast by going to wwwmariegracebergcom PrestoPod. Again, that's wwwmariegracebergcom PrestoPod.